Hello and welcome to Formosa News. I'm Mike Lee. Good evening. I'm Celia Chan. Taiwan has reported two new locally transmitted cases of COVID. It's first in three weeks. One case is a hospital doctor who had treated a COVID patient. And the other is a doctor's girlfriend who's a nurse in the same hospital. Tests for all their 464 contacts have come back negative. Taiwan has been hit with local infections once again. One new case is Taiwan's first doctor to contract COVID. Today, I will report on the two local infections that everyone is very concerned about. One is a doctor. He had been inside a COVID-19 patient's negative pressure isolation ward to help with intubation. On January 8th, he started developing some very mild symptoms. On January 10th, he felt unwell and reported it to the hospital. He was tested and diagnosed with COVID. He's now patient number 838. Patient number 839 is a nurse, but the assessment is that she was not infected at work. She's a close contact of the doctor, his girlfriend. Tests have come back negative for the two new cases, 464 contacts who include hospital staff, patients and family and friends. Even so, the CECC has established additional safety precautions for the hospital. With regard to the hospitalization ward, patients may only be discharged and new patients may not be admitted. This morning, patients in the ER were transferred to other hospitals. In general, hospital visits are now forbidden, except in emergency situations, which will be evaluated at the discretion of the hospital. The limit of one private caregiver per patient and the requirement of real name registration will remain in place. Already, all patients who receive care by the two cases have been moved to isolation wards and are being treated as if they were COVID positive. All hospital staff will be tested again in three days. The CECC also released details on the two patients' whereabouts in the days before the diagnosis. On January 8th and 9th, they visited the Metro Walk shopping center in Taoyuan's Zhongli, as well as a Starbucks and a Zhengyu hardware store on Taoyuan City's Guoji Road. All these locations have been disinfected by Taoyuan's Department of Public Health. People who were at any of the three places on the same two days should begin self-health management and report all symptoms to authorities via the 1922 hotline. Well, doctors and nurses treat COVID patients while wearing full protective gear, which includes gloves, shoe covers, hair caps, and an N95 mask layered on top of a medical-grade mask. But even under all that protection, frontline medical workers are still at risk of infection. Experts say it's likely that patient number A38, a local doctor, was infected when attending to a COVID patient while required intubation. During intubation, there's a chance that secretions from the patient's lower respiratory tract spray out. They can spray out into the environment, and so in this environment, there's a risk to people in the patient's proximity, and especially to the person inserting the tube. This is because this person has to be able to see the opening of the trachea. This person has to put the tube in, so it has to be very close to the patient. Although the doctor was not the one who inserted the tube, he was standing near the patient during the intubation. The risk was relatively high. Under Taiwan law, physicians who become infected while caring for a patient can receive at least 350,000 NT in state compensation. President Tsai Ing-wen tweeted a message of encouragement on Tuesday after news broke off the doctor's case. In her post, she asked the public not to panic, 
to support medical staff and to adhere to public health protocols to help Taiwan overcome the challenges of COVID. American Ambassador to the UN Kelly Kraft is due to arrive Wednesday for an unprecedented three-day visit. Her last-minute trip has drawn skepticism from the KMT while garnering strong support from other quarters. Welcome, U.S. President. Also come visit to Taiwan. Rapping in English, the director of the Taiwan Republic Office expresses support for Kraft's visit. We very, very much welcome Kraft's visit to Taiwan. Secondly, we affirm all the efforts made by President Tsai Ing-wen, Foreign Minister Joseph Wu, and Ambassador Xiaobi Kim to finally move Taiwan a step forward. We hope that before the end of her second term, President Tsai will be able to conduct an official visit and exchange in Washington. Activist Hu Xingzhe hailed Kraft's visit, Pompeo's lifting of Taiwan curbs, and the Tsai administration's diplomatic efforts. The new power party also welcomed the latest developments. Ahead of Kraft's visit, Taiwan's representative to Washington held a second meeting with Assistant Secretary of State Clark Cooper in another sign of progressing ties. But despite the positive signals, not everyone is optimistic. KMT caucus whip Alex Fay has objected to Kraft's visit, saying she is not a good guest but a bad one. On Tuesday, activists and lawmakers took issue with his remarks. The whip of the KMT caucus, Alex Fay, even expressed his displeasure. We find his insincere approach unacceptable. A number of opposition parties have repeatedly and deliberately used a single issue to oversimplify situations, or they've claimed there is an exchange of favors taking place, or that the government is giving up ground. We do not agree with such remarks. The KMT has been consistent in its position. We seek to remain friendly with the U.S. and peaceful with China. This has not changed. We hope Kraft's visit truly can extend improvements in the relationship between Taiwan and the U.S., bringing about improvement in a substantial and sustainable way. Despite protesting that the KMT is not anti-Washington, the party chair left activists unmoved by his defense. Taiwan's foreign currency reserves have reached an all-time high of uh, 530 billion U.S. dollars amid central bank intervention in the forex market. The central bank has been buying up greenbacks in the attempt to slow their freefall against the Taiwan dollar. Experts say that the U.S. dollar is on pace to continue weakening in the months ahead. For the first half of the year, we see the U.S. dollar remaining soft. Both houses of the U.S. Congress will be controlled by the Democratic Party. Under the effect of this blue wave, the U.S. is likely to get greater fiscal policies in the future. Going off that, traditionally, such stimulus tends to weaken the U.S. dollar. With the greenback expected to stay weak, the central bank is taking new steps to stabilize the market. It has made a rare appeal on social media, asking the public not to sell large quantities of U.S. dollars. It has also launched inspe inspections at three state-run banks, looking for large remittances by customers engaging in currency speculation. Night ahead as a cold snap fully sets in across Taiwan. In northeast Taiwan and all areas north of Tainan, temperatures will range from 6 to 9 degrees. Open areas along the coast could get even colder, with lows of just 4 degrees. The weather is expected to warm slightly on Wednesday, but turn wintry again over the weekend. In the grip of a cold wave, high mountain areas in central Taiwan were a snowy wonderland on Tuesday. Even though it was a workday, tourists made their way up to the peak to see snow. 
Four elementary schools in Shinju County canceled classes for the day amid low temperatures and icy roads. On the plains of Taiwan proper, the lowest temperatures were in Miaoli's Tonglu and New Taipei's Ugu, which recorded just six degrees. But the worst is yet to come. The chill will intensify between Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. It's less cloudy, so radiative cooling will take temperatures even lower. We predict even lower lows between tonight and tomorrow morning. In central and northern Taiwan, temperatures could sink to 6 to 7 degrees. In open coastal areas and in areas near the mountains, they might be 1, 2 or 3 degrees lower. According to the Central Weather Bureau, it's rare for Taiwan to be getting three cold snaps in two weeks. It last happened in 2008, 2009 and 2011. Such an impact from cold snaps has been relatively rare in the past 10 years. Taiwan will warm up during the day on Wednesday, with highs approaching 20 degrees island-wide. But on Saturday, a front will sweep north with the intensity of a continental cold air front. Forecasters say there's a chance that could strengthen into the fourth cold snap in recent weeks. So how do we get through the tail end of winter? That's the question we're all wondering by now, I think. Well, if warming soup is your cup of tea, look no further. The Taipei restaurant we're visiting today offers an extravagant soup, six different seafood delights in one. It's interesting to see how all the ingredients come together. Let's take a look. A piping hot seafood soup warms you up just looking at it. Fat, crunchy white leg shrimp and fresh dongshi oysters, pencil squid and broth rich with different meats. Chicken, fish and pork bones have all gone in the pot to simmer for eight hours. The fish bones add some nutritional value and the pork bones give it a meaty fattiness. Pencil squid, clams, strips of meat and whitefish are all added one by one, producing a soup smorgasbord of flavors. When they've released their goodness, a little rice goes in to soak up the liquid, along with seven spices and a garnish of fresh shallots and celery. Or how about a shrimp bowl? This is the red shrimp used for sushi. As soon as they hit the pan, the kitchen is full of that mouth-watering smell. Dried cod and soy sauce go in the broth and all the flavors seep into the rice. The giant red shrimp are usually used for Japanese degree. The plump, aromatic and sweet. Restaurant owner Ling Yang wasn't always serving up dishes. He used to be an engineer. The pay was good, but I had to sit in an office 8 to 10 hours a day and sometimes do overtime. My dad invests in the restaurant industry and I've always been interested in food. Now stationed in the kitchen, Lin hopes his love of good food can make a great meal out for his customers. Ancient Chinese poetry isn't usually the first thing that comes to mind when you think about jazz. But an up-and-coming band is breathing new life into old poetry with its funky jazz interpretations. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang meets the band and gets a preview of their new songs. He recites a verse from ancient Chinese poetry. Then the vocalist next to him starts to sing. This group is called Zai The Way, an alternative jazz multimedia collective. 
This is a preview of their debut EP, which consists of original material based on ancient Chinese poetry. For me, as a non-native Chinese speaker, it was extremely challenging to be able to speak the stories, sing the emotion, and deliver a storytelling or perhaps a bridge between the listener and the music and the poetry. It was extremely challenging, but it was completely worth it because to be able to have the medium to bring these stories to light is quite incredible. Playing of, of writing and then recording the songs that we've used from Shijing lyrics is to kind of um, help people understand that, uh, that we're all kind of in the same boat together, not just in the same building or the same city, but you know, kind of across time. Um, 3,000 years ago, people fell in love, and, and people had heartbreak, and people um, hoped for, hoped, had hopes and dreams, and so it's not so different than today. Take my hands, my dear, and place them both in mine. You know you stopped me dead while I was passing by. And now I beg to see you dance just one more time. draws from a range of influences including pop music, Taiwanese classics, and vinyl jazz canons. Its compositions are brought to life in original music videos. I think us humans, um, we're really good with our eyes, but like sometimes like it takes practice to listen to music. So um, in my opinion, if, if, um, if I can add, as a uh, photographer and a video director, if I can add the visual element to the music, I think it'll help the the audience to like to know like where what to listen for and like how like help them experience the music fully. The group was formed at the end of 2019. It's got six members: a vocalist, pianist, woodwinds, bass, multimedia director, and drummer, hailing from Taiwan, Australia, and the United States. Everybody has a different musical background. This EP has poetry and it's got jazz. I think that this experience has been very fun, very interesting. This composition to me is very melodic driven. So uh, we, we will have you know extra bar, extra beat just for the melody to uh, like have a breath with it, which is quite special to me because I come from more like a um, pop uh, background. Well, I have a saxophone right now, but usually I play a lot of flute, a lot of clarinet, um, different kinds of flutes, different kinds of clarinets, um, different kinds of saxophones. And I just kind of see myself as a person who adds color to the group. And so maybe I hear there's a hole somewhere or to help lead in harmonically. group says it hopes to make jazz fresh and accessible to everyone. It's planning a national tour and it's working on an online learning platform that helps more people to get to know and appreciate jazz. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Wudong Mao in Taipei. Salted mullet roe is a delicacy with a very long history in Taiwan. Also known in Japan as karasumi, the roe is pressed, salted and dried in the open air, achieving an unmistakable orange color. But do you know how much painstaking handiwork goes into its creation? Let's find out just what it takes to make the Pingdong specialty. 
A fat piece of mullet roe smolders on the grill. Once a luxurious delicacy, mullet roe is now an accessible treat, but it's still to be savored. Not all mullet roe is born equal, however. Producers carefully scrape away any roe or skin that's bulging from the roe pouch, then gently reflatten the surface and wrap it evenly in a sausage skin. Fixing blemishes on the mullet roe is as delicate a job as a skin transplant. If the blemish isn't too bad, we leave it. We fix the worst ones. It's different after we fill up the package. Mullet roe always has some blemishes in its skin, but an unusual appearance can affect sales and value. The worst of all is if gall has got into the roe. That has to be fixed. We don't want it to be bitter, so we do this, cut it off. If you fill it up when you get it out, people won't say, there are black bits and nasty looking bits. Like this, it looks and tastes great. When the roe is all fixed up, it's dried and the sausage skin gradually goes transparent, sinking into the roe. And just like that, a beautiful spotless delicacy is produced. It's time for the winter crop of Taiwan grape, and farmers in Zhanghua have an unusual harvest this year. With less rain than usual, vineyards have been bursting with a grape bonanza. Farmers in Dazun Township say the crop is twice as sweet as normal this winter. Plump, shiny black grapes hang on the vine. These grapes are small but very sweet. The size and the sweetness are not related. The grapes are smaller when there's less rain, bigger with more rain. The summer grapes are always big because it rains so much. But just how sweet are they? Don't take our word for it. Let's test some in this machine. It comes out as saccharin. This one's a syrupy, 21.8. The winter crop is normally around 17 or 18 on the sugar scale. But these are all over 20. That's a treacly harvest farmers don't see every year. Perhaps not a good bet for diabetes patients. There was little rain and it was reliably hot, so with management the quality rises. The harvest is larger than our standard too, and it's twice as sweet. Despite off-the-chart sweetness, Da Tsun grapes should sell at a normal price this year. 350 to 400 NT dollars for a box of 2.4 kilos. Did you forget to catch the grapes last year? Now's your chance. <laughs>